1: All right, all right, offseason, full swing, welcome to the Budding Heads podcast, part of Ramstock Radio and the Blue Wire podcast network, I am Steve Ribeiro, as always, here with Johnny Gomez, Johnny, we're almost at the Super Bowl, week and a half away, recording this Wednesday night, Chiefs 49ers, again, how are you feeling, man, how are we doing?
2: Uh, Not too good, Steve. Um, It could have literally been just about any other team, but it had to be the 49ers in the Super Bowl.
1: What a a colossal meltdown from uh, the Lions, man. That that was tough to see.
2: Yeah, it was also tough to see uh, Jared Goff being the scapegoat once again.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh Yep excuse my noise uh yeah it i i can't believe that people were like either victory lapping the stapper trade after this or saying that like this is why you trade jared Goff. like he, he played well he played fine he he did enough to win the game it, the shortcomings were not on him
2: no not at all not not even remotely close was it the best performance of his career maybe not but it certainly wasn't a terrible performance at all.
1: Would have helped if, you know, you don't go for it on fourth and three up 14 in the NFC championship on the road. Like the, the the decision to not kick those field goals was so mind blowing. And I, I mean, everyone was holding Dan Campbell accountable for it. It's, we, I mean, we know what what it's like to lose on some frustrating coaching calls, but like, yeesh, man, that was uh, that was pretty insane. Some of those decisions, they they really let that game slip away. The
2: those types of decisions were the type of decisions that fans, I feel, would make, and I feel like that's what ended up <laughs> happening. Is he became a fan and said, "You know what? Let's do it. Let's win right now." And, uh, yeah, it backfired on him.
1: Well, pe- people are like, you know, hey, that's what got him here. This all or nothing mentality. Like, yeah, you should have learned your lesson after that Cowboys game. When you said, we're going for it for the win. And then you get backed up five yards and you go for two from the seven and you lose and you lose a playoff spot. And if, or if you use, you lose a seating spot. And if the Cowboys don't just melt down in the first round you only would have had one home playoff game because of that you would think that that would cause you to look in the mirror a little bit and be like well you know maybe sometimes we should trot out the kicker <laughs> but nope uh here we are another chiefs 49ers super bowl man uh, we are all swifties now uh just 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 a bummer
2: yeah, I literally both teams that I didn't want to end up in the Super Bowl ended up in the Super Bowl. I don't really have a hatred for the, the Chiefs, uh, but it would have been nice to see the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it just all around didn't want, need to see double
1: red. Just in insane run. Patrick Mahomes has made the AFC championship every year. He's been the starter. That's an insane stat. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild, man. Every every year, it, it, it's so crazy. Uh, this will be their what fourth Super Bowl appearance? I think he's two and one. Uh, it, it, it's crazy. It's I mean, like after his second season, everybody was pretty much like, yeah, this guy's you know his if he holds this trajectory. He will probably end up being, like, the best quarterback of all time. And he's held the trajectory. Uh, It it is mind-boggling stuff. Even this year, uh, in what was probably the worst year of his career, didn't matter. Here he is in the Super Bowl. uh, Goes through the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Ravens to get there. Two of those games on the road, first time he's played on the road in the playoffs. It's insane. It's not a Chiefs podcast. We'll move on. uh but just like you got to step back and appreciate greatness, man. That's a. Unbelievable and look who his run, receivers man. are. Yeah, man, T- Justin Watson and Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Rashi Rice is pretty good, but like he's a rookie. Uh, it- it's crazy. And and Kelsey's worst year of his career too. Didn't matter. Here they are. It's, it's nuts. Uh. We we've spoken a lot on this podcast about how quickly your Super Bowl window can close. And for whatever reason, Dan Campbell told his team this after they lost the NFC championship, that this <laughs> might be their only shot, which is, you know, not what I would do. No. Uh, and shocking for such a you know notable players guy. But like, yeah, man, it might be uh, except for the Chiefs. Their window will never close, apparently.
2: Yeah, not when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, Well, there has been a lot of changes for the Rams in the last week. We were thinking about doing player grades this week. We're going to punt that to another pod. Going to talk a little about the coaching changes here. Obviously, the big news uh, that was anticipated is that Raheem Morris – has finally gotten a head coaching job once again. Inks a five-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. Beats out Bill Belichick for the job? <laughs> what do you think about this hire for Atlanta, man? You know,
2: I, I think that it was an interesting... It's interesting to really put it into that perspective that he sort of beat out Bill Belichick for the job. But at the same time, I feel like with a team like the Falcons, who's extremely young, and maybe that was kind of part of the decision-making is because when you look at what happened in New England, part of it was it was such a young team that was very inexperienced and going up against kind of a old-school mentality of Bill Belichick. It, it might be better for a team that's – uh, a little less discipline to um, to go to a, to look to a coach that's a little bit more relatable to them, and that's definitely Raheem Morris. And it's one of the reasons why you have guys like Jalen Ramsey even still singing his praises. It wasn't even on the team this year, so um, in in a way, it's absurd to really think of it from the perspective that. He beat out Bill Belichick, but I don't think it's necessarily due to his accolades because, I mean, you're talking about quite possibly the best head coach in NFL history, uh, no matter if you like him or not, um, versus a guy that has, you know, very minimal success as a head coach. So, uh, yeah, I I think that it's interesting in that perspective, but I I do think it was the right hire in, in the end of it all.
1: Yeah, I and I, you got to think with Belichick, he probably wants full personnel control and everything. And, uh, they might have not been ready to give him that, which I don't really blame them for. So if you're not going to go that route, I do like the Freeman hire for them. Uh, you, you kind of look at what his happened with him as a head coach. Uh, and it went so poorly in Tampa, that's, that's kind of why he floated around a bit. But if you look at his resume, man, he was, the defensive backs coach in Tampa uh he was an assistant coach for them for a couple years went to Kansas State for a year to be their defensive coordinator went back to Tampa uh to be their defensive backs coach and then after two more years of doing that got the head coaching job never was a defensive coordinator in the NFL uh and he was like like 34 or 35 when he gets hired because he's only 47 now and this was 2009 so he was really young. I think he was one of the one of the youngest head coaching hires ever. Uh, not the youngest, but, like, I think he was, like, fourth or fifth. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that's true. And it doesn't go well, and it kind of sets him back for a while uh, because it took a long time for the stink of that to wear off. But, like, in hindsight, man, you look at his three years in Tampa, this motherfucker won 10 games with Josh Freeman.
2: that's true that is absolutely true
1: (laughs) if we take a step back and think about josh freeman's career this guy won 10 games with josh freeman at quarterback uh it's you know i think there's something to credit him there for that uh even though you know he's more of a defensive coach but he he has coached offense too he coached uh after he or after uh all that went down. He didn't get back. He got fired in 2011. He didn't get back to being a defensive coordinator until 2020. Uh, he was an offensive assistant for the Falcons for a while, and then they moved him to D coordinator, I uh, ended up becoming the interim head coach briefly there before he came to us. Uh, so now he's back. I guess they regretted not hiring him, but I think uh, it probably worked out better for him that he came to the Rams, won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator, uh, just – an absolutely beloved players guy, uh, and if his coordinator hires work out, who are our quarterbacks coach Zach Robinson as the offensive coordinator and our assistant head coach Jimmy Lake as a defensive coordinator. It's it's they need a quarterback badly, but like there's a lot of pieces there, um, and I think this is the right direction for that franchise to go with a guy like Morris who. You know, unlike Arthur Smith, seems like everyone on the team will at least like playing for him. And we'll see if the results come through. Uh, But I think it's a good hire for them. I'm happy for him. We'll talk a little bit about his replacements later on in the pod. But uh, he goes, man, and he takes two other assistants with him. Uh, The cycle continues of just McVeighs coaching staff being depleted every single year
2: yeah it's 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 amazing that it, you don't even have to be like the most known coach on the team you're you're somehow going to have an excellent resume just by saying you were under the Sean McVay coaching tree it it's kind of bizarre when you think about it uh because once we get into the rest of the departures here in a second. Um, it, it'll kind of shock you if you haven't been keeping up with the news. Uh, but just to kind of you know, uh, backpedal a little bit to back to the Raheem Morris hire, uh, with the Falcons, I have to say though, I, I'm I think this he couldn't have gone to a better spot for him. One of the things that I was kind of concerned because I knew he was gonna he was going to leave the Rams. Uh, It was obvious that he was going to get hired elsewhere, but I was worried that he was going to end up with a team like the Panthers or something like that where it it just is not a good situation because of uh, general manager situation, because of the ownership situation. But a team like the Falcons, while definitely not perfect – They, as you said, Steve, they do have some pieces there. And while they have some work to do, particularly at quarterback uh, and a lot on defense, it's kind of good that you bring in a defensive mind like Raheem Morris to help along with that. And I think as long as they trust him enough, um, I think that he can really make the Falcons a much better team. And, uh, you know. You you get the right play there. You get the right quarterback. You might see a very different team in the Falcons than you have in quite some time.
1: Yeah, it you know it'll it, it's a it's a good roster to take over. Obviously, offensively, you have three top ten picks at skill positions in Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London, who I think are all very good. I don't know what the fuck Arthur Smith was doing with Kyle Pitts. It's uh, you know a very important year for him to kind of show that all of this regression was <laughs> Arthur Smith's fault and not his. Um, so I, I'm pretty interested to see how that plays out for him. And yeah, I, I, I think I, I think the organization's a little bit of a shit show personally, but uh, the roster's good and he got a five year deal. Hopefully, he gets to coach most of it. (laughs) We'll see. You never know with that team. Um, Any thoughts on the departures of Zach Robinson and Jimmy Lake? Jimmy Lake was only here, I think, for a year. He used to be the head coach at Washington. Zach Robinson is the assistant quarterback's coach uh, for a couple years here. And then in 2022, got upgraded to the quarterback's coach and the pass game coordinator so, up to you how much credit you want to give him for the passing game success this year? Probably a little. But uh, I think we should be fine losing these two guys. I'm happy for him. Uh, Robinson's certainly an up-and-comer.
2: I, I think for sure with the, there is some credit to be due for both of these guys. But is it the end of the world for these two? Maybe not. I think there are more significant losses other than, you know, Raheem Morris himself, but um, it's not the end of the world because as you said with Jimmy Lake, wasn't, you know, a a long-term coach here. So, um, yeah, I think he brought some good stuff here, but um, nothing that the Rams can't, you know, replace or at least come close to replacing. Uh, Robinson maybe – uh, you know, he helped a little bit also, but uh, with Sean McVay basically calling the shots anyway, it's not as big of a concern as losing, like, you know, Morris. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's it's significant in a way that you are losing more coaching staff, and it's just another year and another thing to have to take care of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because pretty soon here we're 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 losing coaches at a rapid pace here.
1: Yeah, you man. know. <laughs> yeah, and we lost another uh in maybe the most shocking development of the offseason, a special teams coach was poached from us. Uh Jeremy Springer, the assistant special teams coordinator uh who's been here for 2 years gets snatched up by the Patriots to be their special teams mm-hmm. coordinator. So an improvement, he gets a raise. Uh, after the job he did with the special teams unit over the last two years. Uh, I don't really know what he does, so like, I don't really want to sit here and talk trash, but uh, certainly did not expect a special teams coach to get poached. That was pretty shocking.
2: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the reason is. I'm sure there has to be something that, captured the Patriots attention, but, uh, you know, Hey, good luck to them. Um, yeah, hopefully we have, uh, more special team coaches being added, uh, and subtracted.
1: Yeah. I I, I think we'll, I think we'll be able to keep afloat here after, after this one, good luck to him in new England, you know, hopefully he makes that work with the new staff. Let's um, take a quick break here before we talk about potential Raheem Morris replacements to talk about our pals at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a simple and elite daily fantasy app where, you know, instead of other daily fantasy platforms where you are playing against other players and playing with a salary cap, you are just being given more or less spreads over-unders essentially from prize picks to make a little make a little group of four picks you parlay them together and you have a chance to win some money uh now i know football is wrapping up but prize picks works for basketball and it works for other sports and you can actually pair basketball and football together so if you want to have a dual sport combo between you know say some nba games and the super bowl You can make that happen on prize picks. And best of all, with prize picks, if you sign up for prize picks with us, you can get a first deposit match up to $100. Hopefully, all of our loyal listeners here have already signed up for prize picks and used the promo code RAMSTOK, that's R A M S T A L K, to get their first deposit match up to $100. So if you put in $100, you're going to get $200 to play play with. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash ramstock. Use the promo code ramstock for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prize picks. Send it over to our other sponsors real quick, and then we'll talk about some replacements.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: And we're back. Okay, Johnny. The Rams have interviewed six candidates to replace Raheem Morris so far. In in house, they interviewed Aubrey Pleasant, the defensive backs coach and pass game coordinator. They also uh, interviewed Chris Shula, the linebackers coach, also pass rush coordinator. Uh, Chris Shula has been moved around to basically every positional coach on the defense so in theory seems like a guy they've been grooming for this role they've also from outside they've interviewed aiden dirty the cowboys defensive line coach denard wilson the ravens secondary coach ron rivera uh the commanders had former commanders head coach former panthers head coach as well and our old pal brandon staley former Rams defensive coordinator and most recently fired mid-season by the Los Angeles Chargers after a uh, debacle of a tenure with that team. Where do we start, man? Uh, I don't really have any opinions on the t- Aiden Dirty and Denard Wilson. Um, I guess you know if the uh, we Staley and Rivera aside we could talk about them in a minute like if they were going to go with you know one of the up and coming guys over the guys who have been established head coaches before uh or i guess that's kind of a crazy thing to say about Staley we, would you prefer it if they went with a, a dirty from Dallas or a Wilson from the Ravens or if they kept it in house and promoted from within with Aubrey Pleasant or Chris Shula, which the Rams historically have not really done before.
2: Honestly, I feel like there are uh, quite a few good options here. Um, And I think part of the reason why the Rams have never really thought to promote in-house is because these are guys that, um, may not necessarily be ready to be you know the big time uh, coordinators and um, in the case of defensive coordinator I I think especially Sean McVay kind of takes a handoff approach he doesn't really you know call the plays on the defense as well Uh, he kind of lets the defensive coordinator do do their thing Um, at least that's my understanding anyway Yeah, Uh, I I
1: would say that's pretty much accurate.
2: Yeah, so I think in this case, you have a couple of candidates this year that are in-house that not only have experience, but um, are very familiar with this defense overall. Uh, Guys like Aubrey uh, Pleasant that, I I think with him, he's so familiar with this defense that It's almost like a big slap to his face if you don't at least interview the guy. Um, Didn't exactly have the best showing in Detroit.
1: Yeah, that scares me. He was, for those who don't know, he... Because for me, you know, I I guess I have been tracking my coordinators as much. I was like, didn't Aubrey Pleasant leave? Uh, He did. Did I say Aubrey Pleasant? Aubrey Pleasant. Yeah, he left for... Uh, Detroit, after four years as our cornerbacks coach, uh, he Uh and he was their defensive backs and passing game coordinator and was fired mid-season in 2022, ended up coming back here uh, as our defensive backs and coach and passing game coordinator, as I mentioned. So it's a guy who's familiar with the system, was here through three defensive coordinators, right? Which means Sean McVay clearly loves him. So... uh you know, between him and Shula, like, yeah, it seems like he'd probably have the upper hand because the fact that he survived that many defensive coordinators is pretty crazy. Um, I guess Shula might have too, but Pleasant's more of a high-profile guy. I don't know. Is, is that even an actual consideration here? Does that even matter? I don't know.
2: I I do think that you, you do have to, um, and obviously, I don't think the Rams waste their time if they don't feel like He is a serious candidate, um, but he is going up against some other really good candidates here. And as you mentioned earlier with Chris Shula, um, this is a guy that, you know, has coached just about every position on the defense. So um, if there's anyone that's ready to be a coordinator, it could be him. And, And I think it would be interesting to see what he brings to the table, especially with his experience with his defense. So um, I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of hiring in-house. And I I don't think that the Rams have really had guys in-house that they've wanted to see them as defensive coordinators because they haven't really had that qualified before them getting poached elsewhere.
1: Yeah, it's Shula uh, has also been here since 2017. Uh, He's been the assistant linebackers coach, the outside linebackers coach, the linebackers coach, the defensive backs coach. Uh, and the linebackers coach again. So he's basically coached everything except the defensive line. Uh, He was Sean McVay's teammate at Miami of Ohio, which I am just learning for the first time, uh, which is pretty insane. So you could see why McVay brought him along. Uh, He is the son of Dave Shula and the grandson of Don Shula. So uh, McVay and... And Shula both a little bit in the in the Neppo club, but uh, McVeigh shook that title pretty quick. Who cares? It's interesting, man. And just a reminder of who the other like big candidates are: Brandon Staley. Kind of shocking that he's not a slam dunk hire, but he's certainly not after his tenure in in L.A. and Ron Rivera, who by all accounts is a great defensive coach. You know, maybe this year aside. He got a lot of really mediocre quarterbacks to pretty decent records in Washington um, and obviously had a, had a good run with Cam Newton in Carolina. It's... I I'm This is such a big hire, and when they're trying to win a Super Bowl next year, as it seems like that's the path they're on, is to compete for the highest prize, you can't fuck this up. And all of these candidates come with a lot of risk. Uh, Rivera, Staley obviously come with a little bit of baggage, and I guess the others don't really, but Shula's such an unknown. Pleasant's pretty much such an unknown. Uh, The other two guys are are the other young uh, up-and-coming coaches coming from different systems, no familiar with the players. Um, And then you got to factor in, like, Aaron Donald's, what, 33, 34? If this guy comes in and Aaron Donald doesn't like him, he might should tr- leave. So I I would certainly hope that, you know, I'm not saying they walk into Aaron Donald's house and are like, tell us who you want, but it would be kind of crazy to not consult him at all, and I'm I'm sure they know what they're doing, and I'm sure they'll, you know, inform him, get his opinion at least, if you know, especially about... Guy like Stanley, who's coached him before, and Shula and Pleasant, who are coaching him now, to an extent. Uh, but it's a big hire, and I'm a little nervous. And I guess, like, out of out of the list here, out of the guys you know, we've known, they interviewed. Who, like, if you were less need, and we're not, and for good reason, like, which one? Which one of these guys would you hire?
2: It's not a. Uh, it's not an easy thing uh, to do because, like you said, there are a lot of pros. There are a lot of cons to each one of these guys, and um, there's quite a few, in my opinion, that are tempting. Uh, and I think the safest pick would be Brandon Staley, you know. And I know people might groan at the idea, considering the job he did in, in you know with the Chargers. But at the same time, if you go back to seeing what he did with the Rams, and yes, I realize he had a better defense than Raheem Morris did, but still, he helped he was uh he was part of the Super Bowl run, wasn't he?
1: No, no, dude. Wade. Was he? Yeah. Uh Staley was only here for one year. Uh Wade was twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen. Staley so Wade Wade was part of the first Wade Phillips, uh, I'm just calling him by his first name, was part of the first Super Bowl run. Staley was here the year that we lost to the Packers, um, and that offense was fucking atrocious that year. So it was a big—there's no reason to knock his performance. He carried that—he didn't carry that defense, but that defense carried the team. And as a result, he got a head coaching job immediately, and then Morris has been here for the last three years
2: yeah and and uh he certainly had a lot less than Staley did i i think there's no question there um so i i do think in in the grand scheme of things he is the safest but um i do think you you can't count out some of the other younger guys um you know like uh Aiden dirty um i think that's kind of a uh, more intriguing offer because, you know, these are young guys with a lot of potential, but still unknown. But you think, I mean, at some point, they're going to probably get hired as a coordinator elsewhere. Um, in fact, I believe one of them uh, was being considered for the uh, Seahawks
1: job. Um, I know Denard Wilson was interviewing for the Packers job. Um, but didn't end up getting it. I'm not sure about the Seahawks. The Seahawks just hired a head coach, so I don't know if they're interviewing it. I you might be right though. Um, I'm not sure. Uh,
2: maybe. Uh, maybe I misunderstood or misheard. But, um, so in my opinion, I I think I would either consider, um, you know, a guy like Dirty, uh, or maybe going after uh, Staley here. Uh, Ron Rivera is tempting, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people are going to kind of roll their eyes because of, you know, the lack of success that that uh, Ron Rivera had as a head coach. But I'm a firm believer that there are just some coaches that are destined to be coordinators. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's amazing. Still, the fact that you can do that is still amazing. But, I mean, you look at, like, the Steve Spagnolos of the world. He was an atrocious head coach. But you can argue that he's one of the best defensive coordinators that's ever, you know, really been out there. I mean, look what he's doing in Kansas City now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, Multiple, multiple multiple-time Super Bowl winner as a coordinator with multiple franchises. So... That's just it. There are
2: some coaches that are destined to be coordinators. And I think that Ron Rivera might be one of those guys. But you are talking about a young, a very young defense. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. But I, I wouldn't oppose the idea of Ron Rivera, too, because of everyone on this list, he has probably the most success. And most experience as a defensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to say it, man. I, I think I would hire Ron Rivera. And I, nobody agrees with this. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter whose opinions I value are so, like, like aggressively against this. And I just, I don't really get it, man. Like, A, like you mentioned, a lot of guy, coaches are meant to be coordinators. But, like, I don't even think he was that bad of a head coach. He took the Panthers to a Super Bowl. Uh, four years in Washington, two of the years his his defenses were top three in yards allowed. Um, this year they were last, but they gutted the team at the deadline, and their quarterback was a, a joke. Um, <laughs> I I don't know, man. He we I kind of like the idea of having a, a safe play. Uh, maybe it's better to go for the unknown for the upside play because, you know, when we hired Brennan Staley, that was kind of a random hire and obviously was lights out that year. That defense was, as you mentioned, pretty loaded, but not like, you know, not like aggressively loaded. Uh, but then again, on the flip side of Staley, he coached some really loaded chargers defenses and they were fucking terrible. Uh, in Rivera's case, like, I think when we mentioned on the commander's pot, like on the, our schedule before the season, I was just like, what the fuck is this team doing? Like this roster cannot win. I don't understand anything they're doing. The roster obviously did not win, uh, stay, uh, Rivera was, you know, reasonably let go at the end of the year The the relationship ran its course, but I going into such a critical year. With your quarterback aging, your best defensive player aging, Cooper Cup maybe already has aged. Like, you might be, you know, steeply on the decline. We'll see. I hope not. Uh, It's an important year, and I don't like an unknown variable. It scares me. And I'm not – I think any of the guys in this list, like, truly at the end of the day, I I trust them to make this higher. They are – I would – even though, you know, the way – Wade Phillips fizzled out at the end. I would say under McVay, they're 3 for 3 at defensive coordinator. Uh Wade was a really smart hire early on and I guess McVay outgrew him and that's fine. Um and so maybe because of that, he might be hesitant to bring in a guy, an old guy like Rivera, 62 years old, been a defensive coach in the league for ages, like my entire lifetime essentially. So I I don't think they're going to hire Rivera. I think if they go with a former head coach, it'll be Staley. And my my gut kind of tells me they go with an internal guy. I don't know why. Um, it just seems like both of those guys have been around a while that, like, maybe they give them a shot. But I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like Rivera. And it just, like, Staley obviously was – Great working with McVeigh. He was great working with Aaron Donald. Uh, most of the defense that he coached is kind of gone at this point. I don't even know who's left, but, like, that was also a real good defense. You had Aaron Donald at the peak of his powers. You had Michael Brockers, A'shaun Robinson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Greg Gaines, Leonard Floyd, Ebu Cam, uh, Jordan Fuller, John Johnson, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams. That defense was fucking stacked. Uh, and so it was obviously a really impressive job, but with what he's done in the other side of LA, not San Diego, he scares me a little bit, uh, that, that higher, it scares me a little bit, but I don't think, I don't think I'd be upset by anyone on this list at the end of the day. It's, it's a, it's an encouraging group of guys to me that they're, they're considering.
2: Yeah, totally with you on that. I think that, um, I wouldn't, as far as the the current interview list goes, I I think that uh, any one of these guys would be um, a good hire here. Uh, There might be a few concerns here and there, but at this point I don't think there's going to be a slam dunk completely uh, that you hire here. Uh, There's going to be pros and cons uh, like anything else. So um, just excited to see who's going to be our next coordinator.
1: Yeah, and if there wasn't pros and cons, all these guys would be head coaches. <laughs> like, yeah, no question. Uh, it's obviously going to be questionable. I like it. It is honestly just so crazy that it's not a open and shut case to hire Brandon Staley. Like his tenure was that bad that they're not just automatically bringing him back.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, I. That's
1: crazy. This should be the most obvious hire. Like, ever. But it was so bad that, like, it it gives us all a little bit of pause.
2: For a good reason. I I, I would like to sit there and say, yeah, he's going to be the next defensive coordinator. But, you know, there are some things you absolutely need to consider. And, And I think that's exactly what they're doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother to interview the rest of these guys here. They know that Brandon Staley has some uh, flaws here, and you know, uh, they have to see if he's the right guy,
1: yeah. And you know, to play devil's advocate on Staley for the the, the bull case, the glass half bull case here, you just mentioned that some guys are meant to be coordinators. We just talked about how Raheem Morris was probably hired too early as a head coach and was not, you know, ready for it at all at that point in his, his life and his career. All of that could apply to Staley. And we could rehire him and he could go back to being a, a lights out team as a coordinator. And maybe eventually down the line, he gets another head coaching job. Uh, a lot of the stories about him were that he's just kind of too smart for his own good. And that, you know, maybe he does like maybe having McVeigh there to kind of reel him in a bit is is a situation he needs. Uh, you know, we've seen like, not to bring up a guy who I think is one of the most overrated people in the NFL of the last 20 years but Josh McDaniels clearly not a head coach but won a bunch of Super Bowls with Tom Brady so you know yeah some guys really just might be meant to be coordinators and um Staley I think will be a defensive coordinator if it's not this year with the Rams at some point soon again with another team but I don't know I I'm really interested to see where they go with this
2: same. It's going to be fun. I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing who, who ends up uh, the coordinator.
1: And I wonder what will happen if, if like, the Staley, if they don't hire him. Because uh, with Rivera, he either probably just wouldn't coach this year, would take one of those cushy consultant jobs that a lot of, like, guys of his head coaching prowess take if they don't get the job they're looking for uh i don't know how to Staley. he probably goes back to being a linebackers coach somewhere maybe here i <laughs> uh, i wouldn't mind
2: him being our linebacker coach
1: yeah or just like some kind of like jimmy lake was what the assistant head coach like i don't know but i don't i think he's got too big of an ego today to come back to the rams as a not a coordinator Yeah, I mean, I I think I would also. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, Four Rams were selected to the Pro Football Writers of America All-Rookie Team. Guess who? Steve Avila, Puka Nakua, Kobe Turner, Byron Young. Uh, The class getting the respect they deserve. Puka and Kobe Turner are finalists for Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. You think there's any shot either of them win? I'd
2: like to say yes, but sadly I don't think either one gets it.
1: I I don't either. I think there's a chance Turner gets it. An outside chance. Um but I, I don't think he ends up getting it. There's no chance that Puka gets it. I, I hate to say it. Uh there's absolutely no chance. It's it's sad. But Pro Bowl, all rookie, second team all pro. Uh, it went well for for Puka. Uh He he's getting the respect he deserves, even if he's not going to win Rookie of the Year.
2: Yeah, I, CJ Stroud has it locked. Unfortunately, um, it. I, I still feel like he deserves it, but.
1: So you think over Stroud, you'd give it to Puka?
2: Personally, yes, just because of what puka accomplished and just again proving that uh the nfl is a quarterback league Uh, but there is no denying that cj Stroud did have an impressive year also
1: yeah i if these i don't know i i have been historically a big advocate against the give the awards to the quarterbacks automatically guy but uh Pretty impressive what Stroud did. I I don't know. Do who do who do I think deserves it? I actually do think I lean Puka as well. Um, but the it, it, the way these awards in the NFL are given out, like it's gonna go to the quarterback. And he had a hell of a year. He had a hell of a year, but he didn't break a sixty-year-old record.
2: I think what pisses me off more is the fact that Kobe Turner isn't going to get it. And it's, it's not even because a guy like Will Anderson, who will most likely get it. um, It's not that he performed better or performed equally as well. Um, It's because he has a better, uh, a more memorable name because of him being in the first round and Kobe Turner was someone that nobody even really knew of um and people ridiculed actually the Rams drafting him in the 3rd round so <laughs> so uh, th- that mere fact being the reason why Kobe Turner does not get this award just pisses me off to no end uh, if anything that should be all the more reason why he gets this award
1: i'm right there with you uh he had more will anderson at seven not that sacks is the only stat that matters anderson had seven sacks this year kobe turner had nine one of those guys is an edge rusher the other guy's an interior defensive lineman uh he had Aiden Hutchinson had nine and a half sacks as a rookie turner had nine man Uh, He did some crazy stuff this year, graded out incredibly high on pro football focus, um, just passes the eye test with flying colors. And until like two weeks before the season ended, wasn't even like on the ballot for this award, kind of came roaring in at the end of the year when people were like, what the fuck are they doing? So I wonder if that momentum will keep up and slip him in there. I do think it's possible. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day. The draft capital is what they go for here. They're going to give it to the second and third pick instead of the 80-whatever and the 150th-whatever. You know? Give it to the other yeah. dogs.
2: It, it It's a shame uh, because I, I just... It's what's so incredible when you really think about Kobe Turner's season especially, this wasn't even a guy that started right away. You know, it took him a couple games into the season to become a starter and then on top of that he was playing out of position too you know this he played nose tackle quite a while it, it's just when the more and more you think about his season the more and more you have to kind of give it up to him as being uh defensive rookie of the year and the fact that it still probably won't happen yeah still still irritates me
1: yeah we everyone that knows or Most people know Byron Young's story of just, like, working a regular job to getting to the NFL, getting to Tennessee very quickly. Kobe Turner walked on to Richmond and played there for a couple years and then transferred to Wake Forest, and here he is playing in the NFL, making all rookie teams, being a finalist for Rookie of the Year. Uh, It's awesome. We can't stress enough how much this draft class just reversed the fortunes of this team—it's crazy. I, you know, Johnny, that's a—that's all I got. That's all I got. We don't even have to do a Super Bowl preview because it's not this week. No football this week. You watching the Pro Bowl?
2: There's a Pro Bowl still.
1: <laughs> The—it's so funny how like people will like nitpick the Pro Bowl like selections, and then a bunch of people just drop out. Uh, I don't know if you saw Brock Purdy. The the three NFC quarterbacks aren't playing in the Pro Bowl. Brock Purdy, obviously, is in the Super Bowl. Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford just declined. Like, they're just like, we're not going. Uh, so now it's Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, and Geno Smith. <laughs> and then in the <laughs> AFC, because Mahomes is in the Super Bowl and Lamar Jackson declined, CJ Stroud gets in and Gardner Minshew. Is also playing in the Pro Bowl. Uh, Uncle Rico, <laughs> Pro Bowler Gardner Minshew. What, how many games did he start?
2: That's a good question.
1: 13. Okay, so he played a lot of games, but uh, <laughs> it's just insane. It's,
2: I, you know, what screw it, give it to Joe Flacco. He's on uh, comeback player of the year, might as well throw him in there as well.
1: Nothing's worse than. Like the bar was so low with that Tyler Huntley selection that <laughs> you can't really go in a worse direction. So shit, I don't care. It's funny too, like people are mad that Brandon Ayuk was snubbed, uh, with reasonable complaints, but he can't even be selected as an alternate because um he's in the Super Bowl and Mike Evans declined, uh, and AJ Brown's hurt. So I'm only not saying Brown gets selected, and then like D.K. Metcalf is in the Pro Bowl this year.
2: Yeah, wow, that uh, that seems a bit late, but uh, interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, decent year for him, but uh, not in the same league as those other guys this year. Anyways, I will not be watching.
2: <laughs>
1: Though I'm happy uh, for Puka and for Kyron Williams that they get to go to the event. I hope they have a great time. I think Aaron Donald's going. I think I was just on the page. I could have just looked. (laughs) Uh, He will not be going. He is injured. When did he he He, get injured?
2: He is quote unquote injured.
1: But it's funny because a lot of the other guys just says decline to play. Uh, But I guess he's injured. Um, So, hey, Kyron Puka, have fun we're happy for y'all yeah unfortunately i think uh you know kevin dotson wasn't the alternate at guard sad what are you gonna do uh okay we we've we rambled enough uh we'll be back next week follow us on twitter do i have to start calling it x now man uh no it's <laughs> steve ribeiro johnny five not six talk rams i work in social man we all call it twitter who cares Uh, We will talk to y'all next week.